at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. So earlier this week, we had a wonderful opportunity to interview Ruth E. Carter. Now, she's a costume designer for film and television. Who did she design for in the past? Well, she's designed for Selma. Malcolm X was another film she did. Remember Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing? Brilliant film. She also was the Oscar-winning designer for Black Panther and uh, designing all those costumes for Wakanda. And now she is doing, for the second time round, Coming to America Part 2. And uh, she's going to be designing or has already designed those costumes for Coming to America. It's opening in cinemas in South Africa and Nigeria. It's also going to be released globally on Amazon Prime Video. So we got her on the line and one of the things I spoke to her about was the idea that often when you look at the narrative of a film, you forget how critical and how important the costume design or set design is in the making up of that story. So I asked her, how does she conceptualize a narrative through wardrobe design? Narrative in costume design is is my story. It's my uh, joy. It's my journey. Um, I have to learn as much as I can about the people I'm dressing in order to represent them, especially if they are people who really um, lived. Usually if it's um, a biopic and it's about a person who um, we honor like uh, Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or even Tina Turner, you know, I want to know why they wore what they wore. I want to dig deep into their past and their research and understand you know, what colors and what textures might have been in their world at the time and what they would be drawn to. So I have a whole subtext going on. I have my own movie uh, I'm producing and it's full of uh, stories. It's full of what happened when they were children, what happened uh, in their teens, what happened in their adulthood, what happened in their culture, what happened in their socioeconomic situation. And that uh, colors not only the choices of the garments, but also how we manipulate the fabrics, how we choose the tones. And, um, and that's the journey that I really love. I mean, that's the journey that gives me confidence that I have uh, represented that world or that person in a proper way, in a proper manner. So I not only look at photographs and historical research, I also do a little bit of reading because I need to understand what it is I'm looking at um, and why. You know, you see some um, research might just be plates or they might be artist renderings and you don't want to um, create an interpretation from an interpretation. So to understand what the artist was trying to do, you have to understand the times and what they were what what they were trying to say. So with Amistad, there was no photography, so I had to look at a lot of art history, um, and I had yeah. you know collections, you know blacks in art, and I also do a little bit of reading, like for Roots the reboot. I did reading about yeah. um, where the fabrics came from. And how much how much fabric was purchased, and why one place would use one stripe or one gingham across several different uh, mm-hmm. garments, and that would 
be the signature of that particular plantation, uh, the blue gingham or red and white mattress ticking. So I've always ticking, been- I was just gonna say, yeah. Yes, I've yeah. always been like a student of my passion. And in that I feel I, I latch on to something and I really want to know more about so, it. So, you know, I Ruth, to... um, mm -hmm. I, I just want to jump in, you know, you talk, you mentioned a little earlier how um, the creation of the fabrics and, and, but also linked to that is this crazy idea of the technology as well, because yes. I did read how on Black Panther, you actually had to do a little, a lot of 3D um, work as yes. well, which I think is a fantastic it's just fantastic conceptually how one has to move forward to move back to move yes. into the present on so yes. many different levels when it comes to design talk yes. to us about that 3d experience with black panther oh it was wonderful i wanted to uh use the ishikolo uh the married woman south african married woman's hat but i felt like if that was going to be the crown on queen ramonda and it was, it's sapphiric at the top. It's this perfectly round shape at the top. Yeah. And because it's the queen it of a forward thinking uh, nation, it had to be perfect. And I felt maybe there even could be some folklore about the Ishikolo for the queen that, you know, one, one line faces due north and, another, you know, my whole sub story, you yeah. know. And so I thought, well, the only way it's going to be perfect if we uh, computer generate it and we 3D print the crown. So I went to an architect uh, professor at UCLA who was actually working with Iris Van Erpen on 3D technology in fashion. Yeah. And she came to my office, Julia Corner, yeah. um, and we discussed her work with Iris. And I showed her what we wanted to do with the Ishikolo. Also, we created a shoulder mantle, uh, Saphir, uh, so yeah, shoulder so mantle. Nice. And I wanted to use African lace because it's such a, a large piece that she's carrying on her shoulders. I wanted it to feel light and, and airy. So we, we looked at a lot of different African lace and I chose one. We crafted that into the shape of the shoulder mantle and together printed that out. We printed it in Belgium. Today, there's 3D printers everywhere. I actually, in my office, we have three of them that we're making small pieces from. But in Belgium, they had a printer that was large enough to print that Ishikolo shape in one piece, one solid 3D printed piece. <laughs> I love it. I think it's such a great story that, you know, um, Ruth, I, I read that you've just got this exhibition now, this retrospective in um, Atlanta, which I think is yes. phenomenal. And that's a great kudo to you and to your work and to how you've represented as not just as a black woman, but as a woman on, and on so many different levels, you really, you, you, you know, big shout out to you for that. It's amazing. Thank you. Um, Thank one you. of the things I just briefly wanted to ask you, and I suppose this um, also talks about coming to America as well, is this idea of Afrofuturism. There's so many mm -hmm. different approaches to it. It could be technology. It could mm -hmm. be Black Lives Matter. It could be culture. There's so many different angles to it. And I wondered for you, what does it mean? Is it about humanity? What does it mean for you? 
Yeah, I feel like on the set of Do the Right Thing, I worked with a director, Spike Lee, who was imagining his own Afro future. I, I on the set of Selma and watching Ava DuVernay um, embody her Afro future. And for me, in my soul and in who I am as an artist, I am always thinking about how I can move the needle forward and be a positive influence in my work. And for me, that's uh, Afrofuture. It's envisioning a, a world or uh, creating an aesthetic that people feel good about and they feel represents them now, today, and tomorrow. And um, and, so, and in doing that, we do use hard science, we do use technology, we do use thought, forward thinking, um, and uh, that's how I define Afrofuture. Sure. That's a, that's a great way to actually look at it because there are so many different kind of uh, inroads into it. So it's interesting to hear how you say that. Ruth, um, obviously, we haven't seen the entire film of Coming to America. We've only been, you know, we've seen a snippet of it. Um, but, I, but I did wonder the approach, there must have been a much lighter approach. I mean, working with Eddie Murphy and kind of just, you know, yes. your approach to it this time around? Lighter, um, a lot of work, yes. Um, funny, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, working with Eddie for the seventh time, um, honoring and and also intimidating because he's so brilliant and and to support a, a performance um, uh, from an icon who always uh, comes prepared and and so natural so naturally funny. Um, I, 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 you know, I just needed to create a world that was real so he could live in that world and be super funny. And um, that was my goal. It was a lot of work, even though it is a, a lighter hand as, our, as, as the um, yeah. aesthetic goes. We're not fighting a war like we would in Wakanda. There's no big battles. It's, it's, there's music, there's love. And there's a lot of funny. Hey, what you doing back here? Mufasa. <laughs> Say it again, Phil. Right in his I just discovered that I may have a son here in this land. How much child support is she getting from? The king pays no child support. No child support for 30 years and you came back? You was a dummy. <laughs> Hello, I am Hakim Jaffer, king of Zamunda. You are the heir to the throne. Yeah, my son. He's supposed to be like the prince of Wakanda. Wakanda is a fictional place. Not to everybody. Zamunda is a very real nation. I don't need no handout. Wait a minute. All right, I'm gonna pay. Okay, <laughs> Presenting King Akeem's son from America. And my mom's. And that is Coming to America, part two. It's going to be at cinemas nationally from the 5th of March. It's also going to be on Amazon Privé Video. And that conversation with the wonderful Ruth E. Carter, as I mentioned, she has covered so many different films and done the design for so many different films, winning an Oscar for Black Panther. But she's also did Malcolm X, Do the Right Thing, Selma, Amistad. The list goes on. You can just look her up. And what a wonderful conversation it was. 
indeed. That's it from us. Don't forget that tomorrow our guest presenter, and one of the reasons you didn't hear her today, is because we wanted to get into the mind of none other than our chef, Zola Nene. So we'll be joining her as a guest presenter tomorrow. Also, uh, R just uh, SMSed us to say thanks to Mish and the team for a great show. From the listeners' music to uh, fun content that expands the mind, Nico and now Andre, I had things to do but always end up listening. Or oh, what a lovely thing to say. And we hope that you all feel that, that you can listen in. And don't forget the thing to listen to, to right now after the news is none other than the lovely KG with Seasons. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for the news. It's no longer good morning from us. It's now goodbye.